it's very interesting to, to, to read that you, in, I think one of the reviews said that you're a, a big fan of Carson McCullers. Carson McCullers I read uh, not long ago. Okay, so quite recently. I was very surprised because <laughs> I acted a lot of course. I, <laughs> she's great. Uh, but when I was uh, writing this, I, I had read a lot of Faulkner. Uh, uh, Faulkner and the Latin American writers that were influenced by Faulkner, <laughs> like uh, Rulfo and Garcia Marquez himself. So the influence of uh, that, that uh, the influence of that uh, Southern style writing was uh, very strong, and it was even when I was reading the Latin American writers. What did you hear in, in Faulkner? I liked a lot that the, the fact that the chaos is always like over present. Uh, the, the, um, the plot is not uh, in many of the novels. The plot is, is not clearly uh, traced. Okay, it's uh, like a jungle kind of writing for me. Like um, sometimes it reminds me of uh, those. Mississippi swamps, that, that kind of uh, universe. You can get lost and, mm-hmm. and bad things can happen. And it's abundant. And it's, uh, Nature in, in the novel is, is a force that's both sort of wonderful and, and awesome. There's a fantastically, um, beautifully described storm that, that takes most of a, a chapter, but also images of fruitfulness but also decay are often side by side there's a wonderful moment where Jay's in a cemetery and sees, sees lizards and sort of thinks mm-hmm. um, how wonderful death death can almost be held back but you, we know as the reader that's, that's not true Anita ends up, I think nature here in this novel ends up uh, destroying them in a way because uh, because they, they simply cannot, Volta simply cannot uh, accept that he's not going to control the, the, the jungle or the sea, and everything goes wrong for him. There's lots of images of nature being fenced off. Elena wants a particular bit of the beach, and the one thing that Jay never wants to do, which is to cut down the trees because of financial necessity, he has to do that. There seems to be images of transgression against nature. Because he wanted, he loved those, those um, trees. He loved uh, the jungle, the, the selva. And the, the things went uh, so bad that he had to destroy them. So for him, was, that was a, a, a huge tragedy. And after he started following the trees, uh, he started also to drink more and more. And the thing goes like a, well, like, like a tragedy. Do you see that in, in what we're doing as a, as a whole race on the planet? Yeah, I, I think that's in a way what we are doing to the planet. We are destroying it. Uh, we are making a mess, like a garbage dump of a beautiful place. And, uh, when I wrote this, I didn't thought about that, like a symbol or anything. I just wrote what happened. And what happened was that one, my brother had to cut off the beautiful trees to get money, to not to 
to make a living and to survive, you have to cut those trees. And I imagine that we as a, a, a human species, now that you mentioned, we are doing the same. We have to to um, fish, and we are depleting the ocean. Mm-hmm. But what can we do? We have to eat, and we are too many, and we are eating the whole thing. Could I ask about the image of, of the sea? We, we get a quote right at the, the beginning that you that circles round to be the, the final chapter. It's a, it's a symbol, of course. Um, it's an obvious symbol. It's the symbol of eternity. See for me. And for the Kogi people also. The Kogi is the, the, the people I, I quote at the beginning of the book. They live up in the Santa Marta, Cordillera de San, eh, Sierra Nevada de Santa Marta. It's that tribe, the Kogi. And the uh, cosmology, as you could see, is very profound. There is, there is a, a tiny community. There are not many. And for them, the sea is the beginning and the end. The sea is the, the permanence of uh, what it is. It's like a genesis also. It's the same. Is there a sense of nature somehow outliving whatever human ambitions or exactly. hubris that we, we yeah. have. That, that, that is why the, I think that the book is not um, pessimistic because I, the, the life is always um, the life uh, always remains. Jota died but life itself was as powerful as always. And the sea is uh, the symbol of that uh, capacity of regeneration, of uh, immortality, of life in this this universe. Where does it leave the human drama that you've described? and all of our human drama, it made me feel very small. And it's a, again, again, talking, using the sea as a symbol, it's just the uh, small drift of water in the surface of the sea, the small events of the human person. And in this novel, I try to, to make that uh, that uh, very clear, I think, in the, the world. How all these uh, horrible events of uh, water's lives, uh, you have it against the eternity of uh, the sea, of the, the, the real sea, the sea that it was living in front of. And how insignificant those terrible, horrible events are 
contrary with the, the sameness of uh, life. Non, non uh, dying quality of life. Is a, a way maybe to read what you just said is: was it a way? Was it a way for you to express? coming to terms with this terrible tragedy that even for a small moment you saw it as not this overwhelming mm -hmm. thing but maybe a smaller thing it was, it was a, an act of, of, of the novel helping you come to terms with yeah. it and it's a I, I guess it's a religious uh, or a mystical thing mystical because it, uh, it puts uh, the, our terrible uh, events we live in a more uh, deep perspective, so it doesn't hurt that much. It, it hurts, and it's less painful if you can uh, make uh, those and put those in the right perspective. Is it a, a, a twenty a late twenties, thirty-year-old novelist in a way coming? Thinking about death and having having been forced to, at that age, we should be thinking about you know girls and being in a bar. But you, you've been forced to think about the most painful things. Was mm -hmm. is that was it your first? Was it an early example of you of, of almost staring death in the face and perhaps not finding it as terrifying as as maybe you imagined? Yeah, that that was a way of a of the same that I told about the, having to write the novel to make sense of it, of what happened. That's part of it. I mean, the, not only the, the little details of what really happened with the Octavio and with Elena, but uh, how happened everything uh, in regards to the rest of the universe. In a, I think it's a, maybe a mystical mm. way of putting it, but, but you cannot understand uh, Will understand things if you don't have that perspective. Do you do you have any religion yourself? It's a, no, I don't have a, any any religion. No. But I don't. I think that, uh, that we are in. Um, we have to understand our little lives in a bigger perspective, and that perspective is um, is uh, very much like the Kogis. chapter in the novel, chapter 19, which begins, and so he ended up with all this land. I'm not criticising him. I love the guy as much as anyone. But frankly, I think he had delusions of grandeur, and at some point, I think you call him, what with the whole highbrow anarcho-lefty business and bullshit, but that mixture of colonial bohemian and hippie could never have survived. It's this very harsh, this voice comes into the novel from, from outside. And I, I, I remember thinking, I wonder if this is almost, at some point of the writing, you perhaps angry with what your brother had done. Mm -hmm. um, I don't exactly. I was very angry at him at the time because uh, I thought that he has, because of his recklessness, um, his, uh, he was causing me that uh, pain of his death. And I think it always, maybe always happens when somebody you, you love dies, you tend to 
the thing that he is guilty of giving me that pain. Maybe it's, it's something that very often you are angry against the, the person who died because he died. How long did that last for, those, those feelings of, of anger? It lasted quite a while. I, now I, I try not to, to um, go too deep on those feelings because I, that would be too painful for me to re, reopen the wound. Did the writing, did it help? It did, no doubt of it. I understood better what happened, and I understood better what we human beings are doing here. I think I understood better. I don't know. Do you think there's something though about human beings that we tend not to, <laughs> we tend not to learn? I think we should be be less and. Um, and less active, maybe, less, less enterprising, uh, try to live more quietly, not to disturb things that much. Does that describe your own life, perhaps? Uh, yeah, I try to be quiet and not try to disturb things too much. Just look at the other things that uh, I think the human beings are too um, successful for their own good. They should be, they should come. Also, the idea that we have to master the uh, nature. I mean, we are masters of the universe. That's uh, absurd. That's uh, stupid. And, uh, I like very much. Um, Lao Tse, the, the, the poet, the, the Chinese poet, he says that you shouldn't do that much. You don't should even go out from your own little town. Just keep there and, and identify with, with nature instead of fight against it or trying to, to triumph against nature. So did you have to go away to sort of learn that you you, you had to return in a way? I, I didn't decide anything. Uh, the things just happened to me. I had to go and I went because I wanted to write, so I, I had to go to the United States. And I came back when I came back. No, I, I just uh, like a paper in the wind. I, I, I am going and... Sort of passive, um, receptive, but receptive. Is that? Yeah, I think it's a good uh, attitude uh, for a human, for the human beings. 
to be passive, not to be stubborn more natural, not to be too successful, just to enjoy it and to admire what they have. Things don't look very good. See what what's happening now in China that the industrial craziness that they they embarked on. So maybe things had to get very very worse before we learn human species learn to be here. In the novel, it felt like there was almost a a point where there was an inevitability to the tragedy. Are we already too far? You know, can, can we can we stop? Could happen, but okay. uh, I don't see that is uh, the, the pace of uh, the destruction is uh, is getting slower now. The Amazon, for example, is being destroyed, and maybe uh, we something really terrible may happen before we learn how to live here. Can I ask now, just to, perhaps just to finish on, no review seems to, I'm sure even in my, my review uh, I mentioned Marquez. It must be like, a, I, I sometimes imagine that it must be like an, an Irish writer following Joyce, uh, even a, a greater writer as Beckett. Is there ever a difficulty for you f- having this, this, this great internationally re- renowned Nobel Prize winning writer? I mean, your writing feels very different in a way. It's, it's lyrical... Um, but as you were saying, cool. It's not. It's not exuberant, perhaps, in the ways um, Mar- Marquez is. For me, it was very clear almost since the beginning that Garcia Marquez's uh, magical realism is not anything that he invented. Uh, that vision is magical. The Caribbean, okay. um, Carpentier in Cuba, and many of the writers of that region, they have that exuberance and that. Uh, magic in the writings because it's there. Uh, my region is the, the Andes. It's uh, more spare, it's different. Uh, actually, you don't have to make any effort to differentiate yourself from, from a, uh, a writer from the Caribbean because if you keep close to your own reality, it will differentiate itself. So the geography of where you grew up actually has influenced the kind of writer you... So, in the Andes, it's what, is, that, is that where you get that cool, detached... Maybe my region in Antioquia is the way it is. So maybe many people have that kind of sensibility. In the Atlantic coast, the people are very exuberant because they are like that, the region is like that. And... Um, I liked very much something that Elena said, which is... Um, in the novel, I, I'm probably going to misquote it, but it's something like, it's also f- fucking difficult and also f- and so fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. And is that a way to describe your writing, perhaps? Yeah, the horror is always there. I mean, the, in, in, in beauty, part of the reason why the things are so beautiful is that the, the other side of is you can find the horror very, death very easily. It's, it's not far one thing from the other, and one is like a, the reverse of the other, I think. Does, does, is that particularly acute, perhaps, for a Colombian writer? But I think it's true for all countries. Okay. I mean, 
the human being has that capacity of um, violence and that violence and that horror that he can create at any given moment is always there. I mean, you have had here in Germany, in Europe, war after war in many years. So no, no country, no region escapes that reality, and that reality is in every human being. We, as human beings, we have that capacity of create beauty and horror. Is writing still one of the ways that, that, that makes that makes life bearable? Yeah, it causes me a, a lot of admiration that, that it is like that, that, um, that the beauty without horror maybe is not possible, I don't know. Sometimes I think that The, the reality is so beautiful sometimes because there is always the possibility of becoming an island at any moment. It's, that's something I cannot prove, of course. Mm. But, uh, I feel that that it makes it that, uh, that that reality with that possibility of horror is not going. It's never going to be as beautiful as a, as a reality that yeah, at any moment can. Is, where does love come into it? I was very fascinated by the character of Elena, and I was curious what what happened to to Elena. Um, Elena, Maria Elena, that's the the, the, the real name of uh, my sister-in-law. She married again, and she's living in Venezuela. Um, she's still a very strong woman. She was fascinating in the novel, the the, the character who. Who, who never seemed to want to fit in, who didn't seem to quite buy into uh, Jay's vision. She was happy to antagonise the, local, the locals. Is it, was that very true to, to, to what she was like? I think so. I think so. She's a um, warrior. She likes to fight. And she, she has a lot, lot of energy. How did she cope with... with uh, the aftermath of... I didn't talk to her, I haven't talked to her for many, many years. I talked to her a little bit after my brother died. And then we parted and I never talked to her again. I don't know how, I, I for things that I heard, she's a very strong woman, she drinks a little bit too much and she antagonizes sometimes when she's drinking the human race, everybody. <laughs> so what next? Um, will we see the next, that, the novel you were talking about that you wrote in Miami, will, will that be published now for and translated into English? It will depend on, the, on my publisher because the novel really the, the British reader, the, the British public. So they may know better than I do which one of my novels could be based for a second novel in English. And what are you working on now yourself? I'm working short stories. I love those. I like to write 
are so difficult to write that uh, that maybe I, why I am trying to to write them. Are there particular themes that you you can see in your stories? Uh, yeah, not the book I am writing now, short stories, is uh, still uh, halfway. So I don't know what which angle I am gonna give it to it. The last uh, collection of short stories were stories about couples, not love stories, sometimes hate stories, but stories about the, the relationship of uh, couples, of marriages or lovers. Or so this one, but is there a theme emerging? Not, not yet? Not, not yet, no. I think, on that note, you've been very, very kind with your time. So you're off to France and Spain and... Um... First to Spain and then uh, I'm going to France, I have an event there, and then back to, to my farm in Colombia. And some peace and quiet. Some peace. I, you've, you've deserved it. Thank you very much, Tom. You're welcome.